All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Golick Jr. That is me. With me, as always, on the ones and twos, super producer Brandon Newman, my father, Mike Golick Sr., and back actually on a Wilder Wednesday to help process trauma in the world of sports, our good friend Charlotte Wilder. Uh, Charlotte, how are you doing? Because we have to get to my dad in a second who's dealing with his own different brand of trauma right now. <laughs> you know... I really have these delayed reactions. Like the day after a Celtics loss in these playoffs, I've been like, you know what? It's okay. It it, I, it, it hasn't processed. The trauma hasn't hit. And today I'm reading about, I'm reading things Missoula said. I'm reading things Jalen Brown said. And I'm like, what are we doing? I'm like, it was a total <laughs> failure. So I don't know. I Maybe this is something I have to talk to my therapist about. But I think it's complicated over here, Mike. Uh, it can't be more complicated than my dad before this show trying to figure out how to change the size of browser windows on his computers. Dad, you've lived long enough to have your Joker origin story here. How you feeling over there, big guy? Uh, I, I just, I, I'm, I throw my hands up. You know, I try, I try and listen. To you guys try so desperately hard to guide me through my missteps from the technology side of things, and I just can't do it. I can't do it. That, that, that's why, you know, I throw my hands up and just let you guys do it for me. And I don't try and do it because when I try and do it, I can't do it. And then I get frustrated and I want to punch this computer knowing full well if I punch the computer, I probably won't be on the show and then probably can't figure that out until tomorrow. But I want to break stuff right now. I, I just want you to know that my patience level is is nil. I want to throw something. The only thing keeping me calm is Hank, our oldest pug, 12-year-old pug, is sitting by my feet, keeping me calm, doing good deeds that a dog should do. He is like a miniature Buddha covered in hair, to borrow a line from a great movie. So he will keep you safe. But, Dad, I have to imagine with every passing day, you feel more and more of what Greg Cody's been shouting about back in my day over on the Levitard show for a while. I, 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 I'm try You know, there are things I try and learn and then there are things I just let you guys, you, Jake, or your mother do because it'll take me, I'm not good enough to learn it or I am, but I just don't have the patience because I know you guys will do it for me. But now I need to learn stuff. I need to do better. So I actually need to try and concentrate. And every now and then I need Charlotte to show me the way. And then I find out she has her own issues with trying to do something. And, and so I look to Charlotte for guidance because my kids mock me. But then Charlotte has issues as well. No, see, the, the problem is I, I won't mock you. I just won't be helpful. Like I have some, <laughs> like in the, in the past year, I have become very bad at technology to the point where I need to go to like computer boot camp or something. Like I can't do basic things. And I'm also really worried about, about AI these days. I don't know if you guys are. I'm oh. really scared the robots are coming for us. I think the government has to step in yesterday. Can't believe we're doing it. So I feel like 
my coping mechanism has been to just not learn how to do things on a computer because if I can't do things on a computer, the robots can't get me. Like they're in the computer. Yeah, this is the uh, high-end, high-technology version of I can't see you, so you can't see me. Exactly. As I saw a headline literally this morning about the leaders of various AI platforms warning that it could turn into a world-ending event. So everything's going great over here. We got a great show for you. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us a five-star rating. Check us out on DraftKings YouTube and right here on DraftKingsNetwork.com, Samsung TV+, Plus, where we are live Monday through Friday, 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern. We got a little bit of teasers, college football coaches griping about the issues of the day that actually leads us into some fun that I saw on ESPN.com. We've also got some... Uh, Interesting trivia to help you get ready for the NBA Finals, which will start tomorrow night and then have a cavernous gap before game two on Sunday. That is yet another one of the things that infuriates my father right now. But um, Charlotte, let's tap into you. You are a resident Boston Celtics fan. You mentioned the trauma you're dealing with right now. And what have you seen in the days since then? Because I think as we are getting ready for the finals, we'll spend a lot of time talking about the Heat and Nuggets, but we're still sort of dissecting what's gone on with the Boston Celtics. And that seems to have really zeroed in on the two names that you mentioned, Joe Missoula and Jalen Brown. So from what you've seen of Joe Missoula since the game here, what's the report card looking like for the first year Boston Celtics coach as we finally turn the page on this season I mean I think this is partly why I've been having a hard time processing it because the whole thing doesn't really make much sense like they sucked they were so awful in those first three games and then I was just like really delighted that they came back like I kept saying at this point as long as they make it to a game seven like even if they lose I won't be as crushed as if they had gone out in four, five, or six. Like, And I really do think that's true because I think for us to have any faith going forward, they had to show that they could claw their way back. It would have been incredible if they had won, but also it's sort of hilarious that the Heat and the Celtics are playing for a chance to go face the buzzsaw that is the Denver Nuggets. Like, That's also pretty funny because both of those teams against Denver – it, you know, not to quote myself, but I said the Miami Heat have the spooky factor, but Denver's clearly the best team left. So um, I'm clairvoyant. But yeah, I think that what I've seen from uh, Missoula and Brown, I think Brown said some things that, that were surprising to me. He just said straight up, like, we failed, I failed. And I don't know that I was expecting him to say that, um, although he did because he had as many turnovers as he had points. Um, but, you know, I... I can you tell I'm bargaining with myself? <laughs> I, I can a little bit. And it, it makes some semblance of sense, Charlotte, because it, it's complicated in the way we think about all this stuff, right? Because Joe Missoula, as a first-year head coach, is in places where normally these guys don't get to go. And so it feels like we're judging him on where the Celtics are, we believe, in their life cycle as a whole with all of these players, where we think that this franchise should be relative to having two young superstars on the cusp of where they're at. But, Dad, we also, I think, do have to remember it at some point that you turn the reins over to a guy who's in year one trying to navigate all this and navigated it to the tune of game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. We can debate how much credit a coach gets or doesn't get relative to the stars on his team, but that still has to count for something. And if you saw something in him that felt like it was worth remote rewarding by promoting, and it sounds like that will net him a chance and the opportunity this next year, it sounds like their reports are they're going to bring him back, try and bolster him with a more veteran staff. And dad, that to me seems like the much more level-headed approach to where they're at. Well, and, and I'm glad they do that. We're, we're in an era, the microwave era, of give a coach a year, sometimes just a year, and they're fired after signing him into a deal. So he is a first-timer. He is young. He's got, what, 14 mil left on the extension. But he, he's going to go and get better his second year. I get it about putting some veterans around him. You know, you have a veteran in Al Horford as a player. That helps as well. So I get it. But I'm, I hope they don't change for continuity's sake um, to, to stick with Joe, even though Joe, some of his interviews as, as of late get pretty interesting. But I, I stick with him. I keep the continuity going. The window is definitely open for this team. And to me, while I get it's the talk, I, I, don't, I think it's a no-brainer of offering Jalen Brown the Supermax. Let him sign that. I, I love it, too, that said uh, – if he didn't, he made all NBA second team, right? And because of that, it's amazing how, again, the all NBA is tied to 
Supermax is. He's got a 295 Supermax. If he didn't make it, it would have been 189 million. I always love when they do the only on 189 million, like you would have had to struggle with that. But to me, it's a no-brainer. You give that to him. Remember, he's got another year before that kicks in. The next summer is when you can offer um, uh, Tatum the supermax of, of 305. Because I, I, he said that that where all and I said this the other day. Where else are you going to go? Get rid of him. Who are you bringing in? You know, it's tough to find great players. And listen, I get it. He struggled, especially from the turnover aspect. Turnovers compared to assists, it has not been pretty. But I still think it's something you live with. It, is it sticker shock? Yes. But the price tag's going to keep going up on everybody. I mean, we'll be talking about that as the 10th best, you know, salary in the NBA in another year or two. We're just keeping. He's just the next in line that gets the big payday. Well, and I think, too, you've got contract control for a lot of the guys in this team that aren't named. I think Grant Williams is the one who's going to be uh, like a restricted free agent this summer. But besides that, you've got the rest of these guys under control. I think what happens in Charlotte, you can attest to this, one, the high standard of Boston sports fans, but two, how long it feels like this group's already been together. I looked and saw these numbers the other day, and I, I kind of understand why there's some weird frustration here. Since Brown entered the NBA in 2016, the Celtics have played the most playoff games in the league, 112 playoff games in a seven-year span, and it's the most over a seven-year history without a team winning a title. They've also got 61 playoff wins during that span, which is more than any team besides Golden State. So those have been their peers, and when you're not getting over the goal line, this is kind of similar to the pressure Denver's been facing and really Jokic has been facing as a player, now you get the scrutiny. Yeah, I remember in 2018 at Sports Illustrated, I wrote um, an article about how much everyone would love these Celtics if they weren't from Boston because they were such a fun young team <laughs> who like, you know, and and it's crazy to me that that is now five years later. And we, we've just finished the fifth round of that. Um, and we are no closer. We. <laughs> anyway, the Celtics are no closer to a championship really i mean they keep getting they keep getting so close and i think that if you're a fan of this team it also means that you take that for granted there are two sides of the same coin it's that yes they haven't gotten to the finals but i mean they haven't won the finals but they've gotten so close that you start to think like okay what isn't working here because everything is getting everything is almost so right and then something falls apart Exactly. I, I think that's just it is you've sort of been squeezing this thing for so long that you're numb to the things that most other people would notice. You're so close to this that all of a sudden it changes the way you calibrate relative to the way that 99% of other NBA franchises who aren't perennial contenders and haven't done that across multiple eras have to deal with. So uh, I'd agree with that. I, I would say the uncomfortable truth for Boston sports fans is this is going to be it again next year too. And you're just going to hope. Hey dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up and everyone's looking at each other, trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge, you grab the bull by the horns, you find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice-cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there and you get to that little clubhouse there and they've always got the candy bar options. And I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York. 
So I will say, guys, I think part of me is happy that Boston is done playing at this point because I don't know how much more of this stress Joe Missoula could take. That man is going through it. And all we need as evidence to that is the continued word count that he's put himself on for every media appearance in and around these games here. Listen, this is 26 seconds of riveting Joe Missoula answers to some of the toughest Celtics questions on earth. Joe, I don't know how eloquently to ask it, so I'm just going to say what happened. Uh, they played better than we did. Why? I don't know, uh, but our guys gave it everything they had, and that's the most important thing, is that uh, people understand it's one of the best locker rooms I've been a part of, and uh, those guys gave it everything they had. How much pain is Jason in with that ankle? Um, certain. What was your message to them? I love them. Thank you. Thanks. Charlotte, I say this lovingly and from a place of like care and worry. Joe Missoula looks like he has seen the truth at the core of the entire internet. That's a man that looks like he has been doom scrolling and not sleeping for weeks on end during this playoff run. And so I am hoping he gets some peace away from a cell phone and the internet that has prompted him. Because I think that's the source of all this, right? If you're looking for why is a guy who's 34 years old trying to do his best Greg Popovich impression, it's because he has probably seen and heard more criticism in the last month and a half than he's seen in his life before this. And like anybody, it feels like sensory overload. That is so interesting. I actually didn't, that's not where I went with it. I feel like he is, I feel like he's been underwater with his own team because when someone asked him, what are you doing to, you know, help yourself deal with after the the three losses in a row, he said that he went and meant, two little girls who had terminal cancer. And he was like, and you know, putting that, he was like, that put it in perspective for me. I feel like it's almost the opposite. I feel like he's gone to like, I know he's a very spiritual person. I feel like he's gone to a deep place and this is all speculation, but I think he's like, I think that's like soul searching. And, and how do I, how do I keep these people together that I think he's just exhausted? Um, I also want to say something funny not funny. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> I was, I, we have a Google doc and I was looking at it before the show and it said Joe Missoula's best pop impression. And I'm Googling and I'm like, Joe Missoula Popovich impression. I'm like, Joe Missoula imitating pop. And I said to my fiance, I was like, D- did you see Joe Missoula do a Popovich impression? And he was like, oh no, I think that's just like his short interviews. And I was like, oh, and he was oh. like, we watched them all together. And I was like, oh, Oh, right. The it was just it was the thi- it wasn't like he wasn't like, "Hey, let me get pop for you." Glad you oh, glad okay. you figured that one out. This is, a, this is a guy that all of a sudden, you know, wasn't supposed to be the head coach and got elevated to that role, and everything changes once you get in the big seat and at some point you decide, you know, are you going to be this philosophical coach? Are you going to be the two-word coach? You know, what are you going to be? And I, as I've always said, I learned this from my dad and tries it on to the kids. At the end of the day, it's a lot easier just to be yourself and not have to put on an act when the goes on. But you still have to – we're going to have to figure out what what is Joe because we've seen a couple of different sides of him in answering how he does it. And I like anything else, you know, I, I think he'll be just fine with it and getting in front of a microphone. And I, I, I think in my – seeing how he answered some of those questions he's going to realize that's that's not the way to go about it he's he's more of a talking guy i don't think he's a two-word guy or tried to be that i don't think that fits him and I, I think he's going to realize that at some point well i think there is a certain level of trying on hats when you're in this position for the first time and again i go back to highlighting what we talked about off the top he's having to do that in a crucible where most first-year head coaches are not most first time first year head coaches are taking over struggling programs that just had to fire their head coach for some reason not a team that's expected to go out and potentially win the NBA finals and so having to do all this you're right Charlotte whether he is deep diving in the bunker with those guys or he is like Nate from Ted Lasso and he is doom scrolling every chance he gets and just mainlining all of this criticism and talk about himself either way it's a lot more stress on this guy's plate that he had this time a year ago. And I think at a very human level, we saw someone have to deal with that. Like we forget on the outside because we hear all the time from athletes, you know, I don't pay attention or watch anything. It makes its way back. Everything, always, whether it's through your family, whether it's at the facility, 
it always finds its way in through the cracks. And it's a difficult thing when all of a sudden it's all aimed at you. Like, God, I remember back in the day as a college like junior having old college football message board posts aimed at me. Like, if you wanted true training for the hell the internet would become, exist on the college football message boards of the early to mid-2000s, and you'll have hardened skin and be ready to go for this. But that still takes a while to get used to, especially while everything else you're doing is now just a little bit different than what you were doing before and requires a little bit more of your time and responsibility. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I, I think you're right. I think that no matter whether whether you try to look or don't, you hear it and you know what's going on. And I don't think people, I don't think fans um, who don't have any level of, of publicness quite understand um, what it's like to read horrible things about yourself and be um, hit with that. And I think that um, there's like a, there is a baptism by fire. Like you go through it a few times and then you're like, okay, I can do this. But until then, and to do it on the biggest stage with like so much at stake in such a brutal market. Um, I also do want to say, I, I think, I don't actually think that his answers were as bad as some people think. No. I think that he, um, and not, not saying that you guys think it is. I, I just, I've, I've seen some people online, you sort of rake him over the coals and I'm like, he gave us some good stuff. And then for some things, like that was all he had to say at the moment when he's processing this like massive thing that just happened. I don't think he, I don't think it was like, yeah, could he have expanded and been like, well, Tatum's in a little bit, like, sure, but also why? You know, like what at that point, what are we even talking about? Yeah, listen, I, I agree with you. And, and as far as him, you know, taking darts, Listen, you're paid when you're the head coach, you're paid well, you take darts. Try being the mother of a college athlete reading the message <laughs> boards like Mike and Jake's mom reading those message boards. Things Christine, they're saying don't about read them. Oh, let me don't oh no, she read them. And we had to talk her down from hitting send on a lot of responses to those. Don't get a mom riled up because a mom will go after people way worse than anybody else. <laughs> Moms on message boards, almost always the worst possible outcome humanly imaginable. So uh, for Joe Missoula and everybody in his camp, take the summer off, go fishing. One, two, three, Cancun the hell out of this thing and enjoy the sunshine away from your cell phone and the rest of this hell. Sound the trumpets, it's horse racing time. So saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code GOLIT. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS, 21-PLUS in certain states, to open or access an account and resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wager within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DKHorse.com. All right, guys, tell me if you're up for this um, because I've got to ask you an important question and then a series of questions as we start to get ready for the NBA Finals. Again, the Nuggets and Heat are finally going to tip off. I have to imagine the Denver Nuggets have been enjoying the hell out of watching the thrashing and wailing that's gone on over in the Eastern Conference. Like, Charlotte, if you're Nikola Jokic and company, they have gotten to kick their feet up. We are going to have so many rest versus rust conversations coming off of game one of this series based on how this went down. They have been living life out there i truly can't think of another team that i would want to have less rest either than the nuggets <laughs> like they're already Jokic is already like a t-shirt cannon of a man and if you give him time to wind up like it's only gonna get worse for miami uh, I will say there is a part of me that's a little bit relieved that it is miami going to face Denver and not the Celtics, but because at this point, Jokic and, and Denver seem inevitable. And um, I hope Michael Malone hears this and realizes that we are talking about his team. Um, right. You know, yeah. like he's getting some airtime. We, we, we're here for you, Michael. Buddy, Mike. we're we're talking about the Nuggets, baby. Yes, Michael, mm -hmm. not Mike. Uh, we're talking about you. 
Uh, Dad, you sent me this this morning. I want to ask you and Charlotte this question as far as confidence. To that point with Charlotte, the Denver Nuggets feel like everyone's picked to win the NBA Finals right now. I'd say by and large outside of Jimmy Butler and maybe a host of Miami media that, again, would do the smart thing and make sure they keep riding with Jimmy Butler, who will weaponize everything you say and do about him against you. I'd say for the most part, everybody's bought in on this. So what should this one better do? I saw an article that apparently on DraftKings Sportsbook, one better had two futures bets that would combine to pay out for about $80,000 if the Miami Heat were to win. They were before the season um, where the combined stake was about $250. One bet would win just over forty-five dollars the other thirty-five dollars and both could potentially cash out right now for a few thousand dollars. Charlotte, based off what we've seen from this Heat run that already has been incredibly improbable, something that most people think shouldn't have existed, the first team to make it out of the play-in, to actually lose games in there, and then work their way back into the top here, would you cash out, or would you say, we've gone this far already, it's $250, why not risk it and see if Jimmy Butler can perform more voodoo. Oh, yeah. If you have $250 to put on what seemed like a sort of absurd bet at the time, you've got to ride this out. Like, you can't cash out now for a couple grand and uh, and feel good about yourself. If you put that on them, you have to wait and see what happens because imagine I mean, the Heat can do it. Like, look, they can, there's a very, they're in the finals. Like, one of those teams is going to win and Yes, we all think it's going to be the Nuggets, but what if it's not? Like stranger things have happened in sports, and so if you have a chance to win eighty grand and two hundred and fifty bucks, you can't be a coward. So, so the scenario that's laid out—it was two separate bets. The answer is easy: you cash out one and you play the other, right? You cash out one, I think, for you can cash out one for eight thousand something, and the other for six thousand something. There was a hundred and fifty dollar bet and a hundred dollar bet. So I cash in one and let the other one ride where you can still win 30 some thousand dollars. The real question is, if you only have one bet on this, if you only have one bet, you cash out right now for $8,000 or you ride it out for $35,000 because that's one of the bets. So that to me is the question. And I know the old line, scared money don't make money, but you also have to be smart about it, right? That doesn't mean you be stupid with it. I think Denver's winning this. I strongly confident Denver's winning this thing. I'm cashing out. I'm taking the eight grand. Eight grand off a hundred or hundred and fifty dollar bet. That's a hell of a return. You know, I, I get rolling the dice to possibly get the thirty-five for this one bet. But if I have that one bet, I'm cashing out. I'm taking my eight grand and I'm having a little bit of a party. This is why I don't gamble a whole lot with my own money because I always choose the highest risk. But I do, th- I feel, I just feel like it's a sunk cost. Like you paid to have the experience of having this bet. You, you might as well, you might as well let it ride. I see I'm built the same way, but this is also what happens when I drink and play blackjack as I operate by these same parameters yep. and I leave with no money. So right. dad's point is probably the right one here. You could even hedge and throw a little bit of money on the nuggets if you right. want to try and get on that side just to make sure that you're good and covered either way. But where's the fun in that? And so I would say go out with your shield or on it. Let that thing ride and collect currency. Um I do want to play a little game with you guys. Our producer, Aubrey, was kind enough to put together some trivia questions about Miami and Denver. Since Denver, especially in Miami, I would say both teams that are all-stars and having their fan bases complain that no one wants to talk about them enough. And quite frankly, after seeing that ESPN stats and info tweet about the Celtics almost completing the 3-0 comeback, I can understand why they feel that way a little bit. And so I wanted to do a little getting to know you. And I'm going to alternate here. So I'm going to have each of you guys try and answer one of these questions. And the loser of this, whoever gets fewer of these rights, has to answer the uncomfortable question that Josh Hart posed on Twitter last night uh, of New York Knicks fame about had he tried his partner's breast milk. So um, let's start this off. High-stakes poker here. Charlotte, we're going to start off with you as we get ready for the NBA Finals here and ask you this first question. Are you ready? Yes. All right. What was the second choice in the original contest to name the Miami Heat? It is multiple choice here. Was it the Miami Knights, the Vice, the Glow, or the Vibe? Vice. Vice is the correct answer. One point for Charlotte Wilder. She is on the board. All right, Dad. Here we go. 
First question for you. What is the Miami Heat's longest winning streak? Is it 27, 21, 25, or 23 games? 21. That is incorrect. The answer is 27 during the 2012-13 championship season. They currently hold the record for the NBA's third longest winning streak. All right, Charlotte, we are back to you. You are up 1-0 on my dad. Here we go. What's the name of Miami Heat's mascot? Is it Flamer, Scorcher, Torture, or Bernie? Bernie. It, I should have known Charlotte would know the mascot question. It is Bernie. He has a depiction of the fireball inside the team's logo. Do you want to uh, know how I know that? Yes. Because I went to game three where the Celtics, where Tatum didn't even play in the fourth quarter, and they have this weird blob of a mascot that is this this sort of the palest blob of a creature man you've ever seen and i took a video of it and i tweeted it and i was like can somebody please tell me what this is and all these miami fans were like oh obviously that's bernie and i was like yeah obviously b-u-r-n-i i I was like is he supposed to be a fireball is this like a white hot situation because this is this is one of the least I mean, it's an amazing mascot, not terribly intimidating, doesn't look like a fireball. I I object right now. Mike, do you remember the last job Charlotte had? She went to college football games everywhere and did things with mascots everywhere. Why don't you just ask her to spell cat, okay? Can you make this any easier for her? We'll find out because here's your next question, Dad. Who was the first Heat player to win league MVP? Alonzo Mourning, Shaq, Dwayne Wade, or LeBron James? Alonzo Mourning. That is incorrect. The answer is LeBron James. In uh, my let's... head, I just want to say I've gotten all of these right. So oh, I said 27 and I said LeBron. Stop it. It's Char- true. Charlotte with a commanding 2 nothing lead right now. Um, Charlotte, all right, here's an actual tough one, Dad, to even it out for you. Charlotte, here's your question. What's the largest loss in Miami Heat history? 58 points, 48, 38, or 68 points? 58 points. That is incorrect. Charlotte's first miss on the day here. It was actually 68 points, December of 91, against the Cavs. So a win for Dad on multiple fronts here. Dad, here's your last chance to get back into it. What were the Nuggets originally called? The Rockets, the Outlaws, the Mammoths, or the Larks? The Outlaws. Dad, unfortunately, that's incorrect. They were, in fact, the Larks, founded Uh, in 1967 Uh. as a charter member of the ABA and changed to the Rockets after the first season and then to the Nuggets in 1974, which, by the way, Larks, Metal Lark, Maybe sleeper sell Nuggets fans collision course. I'm not really sure. We got to keep an eye on that one right now. Um, Charlotte, I will give you one Nuggets question before we announce you the winner and make my dad answer an uncomfortable question about breast milk. <laughs> Charlotte, which Nuggets player was nicknamed Skywalker? Was it David Thompson, Chauncey Billups, George McGinnis, or Carmelo Anthony? I know it. Chauncey Billups. No. Charlotte, that is incorrect. The answer is David Thompson, known for his great leaping ability, one of the best dunkers of the 1970s, which is why my dad was ready to bust that answer all over us. At least I didn't say Carmella. (laughs) All right, Dad, um, we'll give you one chance to get one right here. What jersey did Carmelo Anthony wear during his Nuggets career? What jersey number? I don't know. Dad. I, I don't know. Dad. 17. I don't Dad. know. What? 15. He wore 15. He wears the same number Joker wears. That's why we were having the conversation last week about who is the better 15 in NBA or Nuggets history. <laughs> and it's probably Jokic, but that's, you know, a conversation we won't have today. I'm horrible at sports trivia. If you haven't realized that over the two couple of decades I've done this, I am horrible, horrible at sports trivia, as I just proved. All right, well... Charlotte Wilder is the winner of NBA Finals Sports Trivia here. Congratulations, Charlotte. You are the keeper of knowledge for both of these teams. Um, uh, So, Dad, uh, unfortunately, now this puts me in a real bind because I have to ask you a question I probably don't want the answer to, Uh which is, again, Josh Hart, Knicks basketball player, last night for some reason felt like barfing onto the internet the question, have y'all ever tasted y'all's significant other's breast milk asking for a friend? No. Oh, God, I really don't want to ask this now. No, I never have. No, 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 no. I, I, 
People that want to do it, I don't really understand why, but no, I have not done it. Never, and quite honestly, never even thought about doing it and was never broached mm. with the subject of even thinking about doing it. Your mother never once offered that to me at all, and I would have not accepted that, by the way. So, no. I had a friend of mine tell me it tasted like coffee creamer the other day. Do with that what you will. Oh, my God. Draft? Yeah. We talking draft? I, I don't like, know. Brandon, I mean, I can ask you this tap? question. Did you? I mean, yeah, of course I have. You're supposed to taste yeah, what the baby definitely. eats. Definitely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to make sure you know what the baby's eating. So, of course, I, I it was during the pandemic, actually. It was a surprise pandemic. Carter was born on the, the, the 4th. I think the world closed down on the 15th, so I was getting pretty crazy. And I decided to do a blind taste test between 2% milk, almond milk, and breast milk. So um, I, I, I like so, how I like that's how, one of the that's one of the wildest things I've ever heard. I, I, a bl- like it's one thing to try it, but you did a blind taste test with other milk. I, I guess that's the cool yeah, thing. There's, anti- there's antibodies. There's antibodies in the breast milk, so it was helping with the immune system. Instead of washing my hands, I just was on my my wife's teeth. Oh jeez! Oh God! Oh my God! Jesus, so, Brandon, what's so, so doing what? doing the blind taste test was pretty cool. But I have to go back to your line of I got to know what the baby's Thank eating. You. you realize women have been breastfeeding for hundreds and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. I mean, they've been doing this a long Thank time. You. All of a sudden, you're the one that wants to ask. I want to make sure I know what my kid's eating. Really? I listen. If you go to any dieting book, if you're eating what the babies are eating, you're you're on a pretty good diet. So, uh, so yeah, and you know, there's a supply of breast milk. You know, there's stuff in the freezer. You run out of regular milk. Like, what are you gonna do? Let's get some. Dad, you know, let's get some. Don't believe him when he says that, Dad. This is like when parents lie and say they've got to check the Halloween candy and make sure it's poison. He's not actually trying to sample this for the baby's benefit. He's doing it for him. He's doing oh. it a hundred percent for him. Oh my god! And and the story apparently a few years later, this gift keeps giving. Dear God, Brandon's career efficiency on the microphone of being horny on Maine would make Stephen A. Smith very proud somewhere. Um, <laughs> speaking, guys, of what people are eating, this is a great opportunity to tell you about the deal our friends over at Omaha Steaks have going on right wow. now as we are heading into Father's Day. You don't need to dip into the breast milk reservoir. No, 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 <laughs> because you can give Dad the gift that keeps on giving, and that is delicious Omaha Steaks here. What do you get the guy that's got everything? The easy advice for men is, always to make it edible clearly as this segment has indicated here so go on over to omahasteaks.com and use promo code gojo at checkout and we will get you $30 off of your qualifying order you can get packages of bacon wrapped filet mignons gourmet grillables like air chilled boneless chicken breasts burgers jumbo franks the whole lot they've got desserts too four delicious caramel apple tartlets all of it exactly what your dad's going to want to open up this father's day because we know above all else dads want steaks so whether he's your father your father-in-law or father figure he's the guy who's always going to be ready to step up when you needed him the most this father's day show him the love with the only gift that's as unforgettable as he is the mouth-watering perfection of omaha steaks from perfectly aged tender steaks to hand-selected gift packages omaha steaks makes it easy to give dad what he really wants order today get 30 dollars off with promo code gojo and every purchase is backed by their unconditional money back guarantee minimum order may be required see site for details and that is how you turn breast milk into steak fellas oh and lady. my gosh wow and lady. wow <laughs> story of my story of my career oh my god um guys uh switching gears entirely to get us away from that did you guys see eli drinkwitz getting dunked on yesterday by the entirety of the college football internet for the uh quote that he gave when asked about (laughs) sports gambling of all things and its effect on the college football space he had decided to instead take the answer and go a completely different direction when asked about college gambling some of the headlines around it and how he would approach that with his team Eli Drinkwitz then it turned it into a conversation about all the money coming into college sports in general he said quote we're giving guys 18 to 22 year olds life-changing money people are making more money on NIL than my brother-in-law who's a pediatrician who saves lives and we kind of do it cavalier and we think there's not going to be side effects and issues there's bad actors out there bad actors out there always trying to take a dollar running around campuses trying to gather information it's 
going to become a key issue in our locker room. Dad, is there part of him that actually made a good point in there, or is more of the is most of this just another head coach yelling at a cloud? Well, it, it, it's it's a little bit of both. Um, it, it's, I'll get to the problem part in a minute, but boy, I hope he wants to rethink his comment about what the eighteen to twenty year two year olds are making more than his what brother in law? Did you say as a pediatrician? Yeah. Eli makes six million dollars a year. Your brother-in-law's job is way more important than yours as he saves lives and you coach a bunch of kids. You may want to rethink that comment. That's the one that got him in trouble, and it should. You start talking about players and making money, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear a word. We are where we are. I know Nick Saban's complaining about it now, but Nick usually complains about something with a purpose, so we can get to that. Where he is, I think, going to be correct, and I talked about this at one point of saying what's the unintended consequence of what happens in the locker room with guys making a a different amount of money. And then you bring gambling into it. You have a lot of people that are a lot, can be on campus now, or as he said, you know, a lot of great actors who are looking for information. There is a worry about that when there's money to be had, can players get gotten to to make more money? If they're not making the money their teammate is making, do they want to try and make more? There is a gambling aspect to the money of this that can be a concern. But don't start. I I I gotta believe he regrets that line because I'm sure everybody threw in his face what you make as opposed to a pediatrician who saves lives and helps young you know babies in this world to your the amount of money you make coaching. That was a ridiculous statement. Yeah, Charlotte, that seems kind of where he fouled up. Yeah, it's also just like the apples to oranges comparison. Like, don't ever do that in a press conference. Don't ever compare. First of all, leave your family and your private life out of it when you're talking about money, because that is only going to bite you in the butt. But also, like, don't compare your don't compare a physician to college athletes and 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 don't compare like. For a lot of these athletes, that's life-changing money. That that could be the difference between starting to build generational wealth and not starting to build generational wealth. And why would you not want that for someone? Like this is not this is not life and death. Like this is not that we're past the purity of the game conversations. We're past that. Like uh, the like all of it is just so it it, it from ten years ago when anybody was even. It's just like the horse has left the barn and he's complaining about, you know, how much hay they're getting. It's just like, come on. That's the weird part is I thought we were kind of past coaches putting their foot in their mouth like this because the context police can come out and say, well, look at the larger quote. I did. And what still rings very weird is that you decide to frame it the way that you did positioning players against a life-saving pediatrician for reasons that I can only imagine speak to something a little deeper in the core of this conversation that we've had over and over and over again. There might be good points about what comes of this and the dangers and what you need to do education-wise on the gambling side. They were not addressed anywhere in this quote. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Man, we are not quite the Levitard show losing power at the Meadowlark Studios on one of the most important uh, Mondays in Miami sports history. But we have been close today, so let's try and get out of here in one piece with this, that, and the third. Three quick stories to finish off the day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us a five-star rating and tell us more of what you want to see 
on this fine program. Uh, let's start off with this, guys. Uh, we've talked a lot about the NBA, but big news for the Golden State Warriors yesterday as Bob Myers steps down from his role as Golden State's president of basketball operations. Um, we know he's worn a variety of hats there. He joined the team as an assistant GM in 2011, was promoted to GM in 2012, and has been essential in curating all the pieces of the Warriors dynasty that's netted them four championships. Dad, I think we can say now as they sit on the cusp of a really important offseason Bob Myers running from the grind yeah I th- you know and he says when, when you're in this and he's not he's what he's in his 40s is he not I mean I don't think he's much he's older. 48 years old yeah I mean and been doing this a while six finals four wins in his time there the players love him this is one of those interesting and he said and he's right you got to be a thousand percent into this job if you're doing this job and he's just ready to step away uh, from that. And hey, more power to him. I mean, what he did has been incredible. And what Golden State could be in for with their with the, the salaries and with taxes at over $500 million coming up. This is a team with the new CBA, man. There's some teams out there, and this could be one of them that could be incredibly strapped with guys that are coming up uh, for deals in the next year or two to the amount of money they're spending. I love this. I love this so much. I'm so obsessed with it. I think knowing when to leave the party is the hardest skill, not just in Mm. sports, but in life. And if you are four out of six times you go to the finals, you've got a championship, you've built a team, everybody loves you, leave while things are good. Leave while you don't have, like, he's probably exhausted. I'm exhausted, and I don't do what he does, and I'm a lot younger. So you know what, Bob? Congrats. Go Go sit by the French Riviera. So let me ask you. Yeah, both, I saw. You know, I was going to say. Let, let, yeah, let me ask you. It. Let me ask you both this: Are you more Irish goodbyers, like Mike, your son, your brother Jake? I mean, you'll never know he left the party because he just leaves. So if you're Bob Myers, should you just have gone and maybe put out a statement? Do you guys like the Irish no. goodbye, or do you go say goodbye to everybody before you leave? I do a hybrid called the Charlotte goodbye where I go to the people that I think I need to say goodbye to, and then I bounce. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's the smart way to do it. You hit the heavy hitters in the room. You hit the people you know, the host, and, and then, then you, you get do on a your general, merry way. Uh, and yeah. then you leave. <laughs> and you got to do it quick. Rip the Band-Aid off. The Charlotte goodbye. Trademark it. Make sure you're living by it. Um, Let's get to that, guys. Uh, this one is just a reminder of the levels there are to sports money here as uh, Kareem Benzema is mulling his Real Madrid future after reportedly fielding an offer worth 400 million euro from a team in Saudi Arabia as dad, the Saudis apparently keep trying to throw money at every one of their sports problem. This comes on the heels of a headline that apparently Cristiano Ronaldo, who is also in the first year of a $400 million deal, apparently wants out telling uh, reportedly that he has had uh, problems trying to adapt to the local culture and has told Al-Nasir's owner, Mohammed bin Salman, of his hopes for a swift exit here. So, uh, Dad, apparently we have found the one person who money can't talk loud enough for, and his name is Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, because he already has all the money in the world, and and he's being paid $214 million a year, and he wants out. He just does not like it there. Listen, that can be a whole separate discussion To me, the discussion is, I love when NFL free agency hits and we see these big money going out. Uh, This this edge rusher got the biggest contract of any edge rusher. Quarterbacks got the biggest amount in in, in NFL history. And then you get to NBA free agency and, and it makes NFL players go, oh my God, those NBA players, they get paid a lot. This puts it all to shame. Guys are making $200 million a year, Charlotte, in soccer. You want to talk about a sport that's flush in money when you can be offering this much money to these players? A two-year, $400 million deal. It's incredible. Yeah, and you got to think, like, who's this benefiting? You know, it, it. there's a reason that the Saudis are throwing all this money at all of these guys because they need them to come like it there and the fact that Ronaldo didn't is a little bit like buddy you don't get to decide that after you take that money like you decide that before you take that money and you make a decision based on what's in your heart and then if you take it you you don't really have a leg to stand on in my because then it becomes like oh he personally didn't like it there it's not like 
let's think of the bigger implications of what taking that money does mean, you know? Yeah, we've been over this with the live guys a lot. And I'll be curious because the power dynamic is so different with someone of Ronaldo's stature to where that does not seem like the group of people I'd want to take money from and then tick off on the yeah. back end. And we've seen that with the way a lot of these live golf contracts are structured. So maybe Cristiano Ronaldo and his almost half a billion Instagram followers will be able to rise up and carve him out of the existence that he doesn't like anymore. But either way, uh, seems God to be there doing all Mike. right. A God yes. complex. Uh, my God, if I had abs like that, I probably would have that same <laughs> complex too. Speaking of a complex that I would like to inhabit though, let's get to the third. Guys, saw this the other day. The Bass Pro Shops Pyramid in Memphis <laughs> is apparently hosting parties at the Pyramid at the Big Cypress Lodge on site. From April to October, the last Friday of every month, you'll be able to go and party on the terrace up there. The, the flyer says, experience Memphis in a whole new light with parties at the Pyramid. Enjoy the ultimate summer rooftop experience on the last Friday of each month, featuring energetic DJ performances, delicious drink specials, and the best rooftop view in Memphis. Charlotte, this seems like the perfect place for DraftKings to send us to go and experience a Bass Pro Shop party like none other. 1,000%. I am there yesterday. Also, make it a nice little trip, round it out, trip to Graceland. Huh? Ooh. You know? Like, there's... I, I've always wanted to go. I've always wanted to go to the Bass Pro Shop's Pyramid, and I've always wanted to go see where all of us live. So, couldn't couldn't be more into it, Mike. Well, Dad, have you actually been to the Bass yeah. Pro Shops Pyramid? You're a little more well-traveled than Charlotte than I Yes, am. yes, I have. I, I was fortunate enough to, for a few years to do a deal with Bass Pro Shops, some commercial with, with our buddy uh, Mark Zona, you know, doing some fishing stuff. And it was, it was fantastic. I mean, going to the different locations, but the Pyramid, it's a fantastic location. I mean, it is really, uh, you know, when you're talking about what the the big cypress lodge and and what it is up there for me i want to go fish in the tank right i mean they have the big tank yeah. uh inside there that has all the bass in it bass in it. i just want to drop a line in there uh and fish but those are some of the greatest stores i get the party in that's cool i'd love to go there and party but i love uh shopping in a bass pro shop i mean you could walk around in there for days it's like a mall in there I love it. I think it's fantastic. And then you get the party as well. There was one I was at had a restaurant and a bowling alley in it. I mean, you don't think I was eating and drinking beer while I was bowling after I was shopping? Let me tell you what, it is, I, it I, is party time. I worry after the Florida man story we got last week of a guy going to take a leak outside of a bar and then getting ate by an alligator that we're going to have someone try and pee in the tank. That would All be All I'm going to say is that there's a reason they call it one of the seven wonders of the world. Sounds like Dave and Buster's to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 a grown-up Dave and Buster's. That's exactly what this sounds like, Brandon. One hundred and ten percent. You can go and buy a ghillie suit, go fishing, and then get turned up and all that later on. If everyone in the uh, the lodge isn't drinking and dancing to this DJ in some sort of camouflage, I feel like we <laughs> failed as a nation. It feels waiters. like you got to go shopping spree. And oh god, could you imagine all the waiters in ghillie suits? It'd be incredible. I'd be in waiters for uh, sure. Every person oh, in you there. Actual waiters. Yeah, every person in there is going to look like a character from Duck Dynasty. <laughs> the way the Lord intended. Uh, we hope you have also enjoyed your stay at the lodge that is this podcast. If you did, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review, leave us a five star rating. Check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel. Check out the WilderThings.substack for more great stuff from our friend Charlotte Wilder as she continues her crusade over with the Metal Art crew. And of course, Check us out Monday through Friday, 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on the DraftKingsNetwork.com. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Go, go. Boom. Money in the bank.